This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. On today's show, we're drinking Old Forester 1870 Original Batch, and yes, Cole is back on the show today. He's back from Europe. But before all that, let's get down to just a little bit of business. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe button. And while you're there, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes or Apple Podcast app. Ratings help people find the show. Reviews let us know what you like and maybe what you'd like to see different. And as always, if you'd like to support the show in a bigger way, go to patreon.com slash chillfiltered. That's the business. Here's the podcast. Cole, my dear friend who is... Uh, traveling minstrel minstrel all throughout europe how are you today i'm good man i uh it's good to be back i feel like yeah like going to europe and like we went to london and paris for those who didn't know um it was it was like really fun and it was like but it was like the perfect amount of time out there i was um you know when you first at least when i first leave for a vacation I'm thinking like oh man am I gonna have to like make up stuff at work and like really have to work and I have a little like work anxiety and stuff like that and then what happened was and then I stopped caring and then by the end of my time in Europe I was like now I'm ready to like go back to work not that I was like missing work but more so like I'm ready to like you know tackle things that with a new I guess mentality and a new like uh, focus at work so I was it was kind of like the perfect amount of time out there we were there for like 10 days. Um yeah. And uh yeah, it was fun. We got to we got to go. We went to like a bunch of whiskey stores and sadly there was like zero um Blantons anywhere. And a lot of people were like, "Yeah, we don't have Blantons if you're looking for that." And I was like, "Okay, cool. Sorry about that." <laughs> like um <laughs> but I did get two bottles out there that I wasn't able to I wouldn't have easily gotten in the US. Um uh, one was green spot but specifically the chateau leoville barton um uh special edition which is like amazing it was like one of the i used to bring whiskey to like uh family events and usually you would see like maybe an inch maybe two inches removed from the bottle by the time i left that night from the family event but this one in particular was almost completely finished in one night uh, because people loved it so much so it's a very good irish whiskey and then I got a um, Buffalo Trace uh, single oak project bottle, and not only that, I got like a really good barrel um, of it. So I'm really excited for that. I'm looking forward to bringing that on the show. I feel like that'll be a really good history um, episode because it's got some really cool, like I don't know, it's like experimentation to its finest in whiskey. So um, yeah, I'm uh, stoked to be back. Stoked to be back on the podcast. Uh, I feel like I listened to your episode with, um, what was the guy's name? Michael? Yeah. Michael. Yeah. He was fun, man. I like that. So, but, uh, good to be back. Good to hear your voice and, uh, yeah, having a good time. What about you? I'm good, man. I, uh, I have been, uh, busy just doing stuff, story slam stuff and work and all that, For all sure. that good, good stuff. I, uh, I don't know if I've told you this, uh, I quit drinking 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I I stopped drinking beer, I should say. I gotcha. Uh, and I haven't really had a whole lot of whiskey uh, at all either. The, my last uh, my last time really drinking beer was the day before my birthday, so September twenty seventh. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I uh, so I I wouldn't say that I have a drinking problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I definitely was uh, drinking too much. Yeah. And, I feel like. um, I, uh, so what I have said to people is I really enjoy the ritual. I'm really into the ritual of cracking open a beer. Like there's just something about that that feels really good. Yeah. Um, and my problem was, uh, so I always tell Ashley that my problem is, is that I'm a giant. And so, um, I, I, I drink fast because I'm thirsty and like, uh, I, so I was drinking beer to like quench my thirst. Yeah. And that's not a great way to drink beer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh I'm just I'm just quitting for the month of October. That's cool. Um and just kind of doing like a reset of my body, but then also just my my mental, my mentality uh, yeah. around drinking. And uh it's been good. Like I I don't crave it. I, there are times that I really want a beer and usually those times are like when we're heading home from work, I think, oh, I can't wait to get home and have a beer. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have beer. Um, but uh, I'm saving a ton of money. <laughs> because oh, I believe it. I was so, as our listeners know, my beer of choice, if I'm buying beer, is PBR, and it's PBR Tall Boys. And yeah. I was buying uh, five 12 packs of PBR t- Tall Boys a week, just about. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. Which translates to like sixty bucks or so, and yeah. uh, so you know sixty bucks a week in a month. Uh, you know, so what is that? Two forty or two twenty? What, what? I can't do math all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, that's right? just about two forty. Yeah, that's a lot of money now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's been really interesting. Just these, you know, first two weeks or so of not drinking, of just like, oh, I have like extra money to like do other things with or save or whatever. Yeah. Um. So that's been good. I I do miss it. Like I am looking forward to being able to have a drink again. Um. At the end of the month. So. It, it, yeah. But I I I I like this. I I I'll be honest. This is the longest I have gone without being drunk in well over a year. Like. Oh, nice. Like when I when I put together like four days of not being drunk, that was the longest amount of time I have not been drunk in a uh-huh. year. So uh I definitely I definitely uh am reevaluating my relationship with alcohol and my relationship to being drunk, basically. So For sure. Uh so yeah, that's the biggest thing going on in my life. Uh nice. it feels weird to talk about it because it makes it seem like it's a bigger problem than it was. But yeah. Um, you know, this is this is a show where we deal with alcohol, so I felt like I should talk about it. No, nah, that's cool. Um, have um, you? I remember last time you mentioned you like lost weight. Have you lost any weight? Um, I, I. So <laughs> the, the bad thing is, is that my other vices are like, <laughs> you know, I'm compensating. Yeah. So, for sure. um. I am not a big junk food eater in like the in terms of like sweets and like things like that. Yeah. Um I've been buying a lot of apple pie. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good vice right there. 
Yeah, I love apple pie, and it's you know it's apple pie season, so yeah. Um, but I have lost a little weight. Uh, uh, like maybe I don't I don't know. It's funny because like to me it seems like a little bit of weight, but like I mentioned it to some of my coworkers yesterday. I've lost like yeah. fifteen pounds, and they're wow. like, "Oh my gosh, that's insane!" And I'm like, yeah. "I don't know. That doesn't seem like that much to me." Um, For like, what are we like? Uh two weeks into the your time it's like a pound a day that's pretty crazy yeah but but you got to understand that i i'm six foot six and at my heaviest i was 350 pounds oh wow Um, i forgot about that i'm not i'm not i'm not skinny by any means but i'm not i would i've never thought of myself as fat Uh, but i do have i do have extra weight so to me losing 15 pounds is like nothing uh yeah I honestly, without changing anything, even when I was drinking, like, uh, you know, there five days would go by and I'd suddenly be 10 pounds lighter. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's just, you know, whatever happens. Um, yeah. So, so I don't know. 15 pounds doesn't seem that drastic to me. But I understand, you know, if you lost 15 pounds, I feel like you would look drastically different. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. So for me, I look basically the same. <laughs> um. I uh I have been growing my mustache out and I shaved off my beard and Ooh. I had a really long uh like Fu Manchu style mustache uh basically for a while and then I just cut it all off and left like a handlebar curly mustache. Nice. Uh so I do look drastically different than I have for the last year, but uh yeah, uh, it's interesting. Um but yeah, no, that's that's the stuff that's going on with me. Um, I, I should say, or we should talk about Cole. I know we've never like officially, like we've only had one conversation about this off air, but, uh, I think this is the week that at least for me, I'm going to try and start doing, uh, a Patreon only daily episode of, of chill filtered. Yeah. I think we talked about it once on the air, but yeah, right. That's going to be, it's going to be dope. (laughs) I I expect you to contribute. You don't have to all the time, but I yeah, I expect no, I you will. to do something. Yeah, for sure. So, uh we should tell listeners and our Patreon people um I don't know what we've said previously as far as what tiers are going to get this. I was just thinking about it today and I I think the $5 tier is the is the starting level to be able to get the daily episode. That sounds good. Um, yeah, I th- I I think originally I had sent I had said ten dollar tier, yeah. but I don't. I think that's too much. Um, uh, I I think five dollars is good. I think that's a good. It's a good incentive at the five dollar level. Yeah. Um, so again, listeners, it's going to be a daily episode. It will not be more than twenty to twenty five minutes in length. Sometimes it'll be shorter than that. Um, yeah. It will only tangentially be about whiskey. You know, um, the main show, the main episodes here are always about whiskey. Uh, mostly like our our episode last week was more about film and stuff than it was whiskey um but uh the the daily episode uh is gonna be me and me or cole one of us at a time talking about something else maybe something we're passionate about cole will talk about insurance and numbers (laughs) i don't don't know Uh, um it'll be fun I know you do. I know you do. I mean, you're, you're a renaissance man. Let's be honest. Like, you're into yeah. a lot of different stuff, so you have a lot of stuff that you could talk about. So, That's for sure, yeah. uh, it, It'll be fun. It's going to be kind of like stuff like, um, 
kind of get to know us kind of stuff and just kind of keeping the fun going. I think every now and then I'm going to try and have somebody on. Um, I have a few different uh, distillery friends and uh, and bartender friends that would like to come on and, and talk. And so uh, I think it's going to be a good time. And uh, if you want to check it out, you can go to patreon.com slash chillfiltered. Um, and for as little as $1 a month, you can get uh, extra stuff. But at $5 a month, you'll get the daily episode. And uh, I guarantee you won't regret it. You'll be helping us and we'll be helping you yeah. with good content. Um, I had something I was going to ask you about, Cole, but I don't remember all of a sudden. So I don't know. What are, what are we drinking today? Today? We're drinking a uh, one of the oldest, uh, what do you, what'd you call it, like distillery brands out there. Uh, we're drinking Old Forester, uh, specifically their 1870 original batch release. Uh, this bottle is similar to their, I'll get into more of the history later, but um, similar to their typical mash bill, um, but it is a special kind of twist on it. And so, and it almost a, um, what is the word? Uh, commemoration to a certain time in uh, whiskey history for old forester looking forward to it it's a bourbon and it's uh it's gonna be good today awesome i cannot wait to have this with you all that and more and actually uh on, I'll, I'll tease whiskey world news Ooh. um at just by saying this are you ready to get high on whiskey all right all that and more coming up here on the show but first Let's take just a quick break. All right, back from break here on Chill Filtered. And as you heard Cole say before the break, today we're drinking Old Forester 1870, the original batch. And uh, it's going to be delicious. I'm sure there's some stuff, some knowledge that Cole has for us. So without further ado, here's Cole telling us all about this juice. Yeah. So typically I, uh, I like to, if we're going through one of the big 13 uh, distilleries, I like to list them out. Um, and what I mean by the big 13 distilleries are the major uh, American uh, whiskey distilleries in the nation. Uh, and I'll go through them real quick. We've talked about them a little bit before, but uh, for me and Adam, this is our first time uh, covering this specific distillery. Um, and of course, we have Buffalo Trace, Barton, Jim Beam, Maker's Mark, Woodford Reserve, Jack Daniels, Heaven Hill, Four Roses, George Dickel, MGP, Wild Turkey, Willet, and last but not least, Brown Foreman Shively. Uh, as they call the city, Lively and Shively. Uh, and that's in Shively, <laughs> Kentucky, which is just outside of Louisville, uh, where Old Forester is made. Uh, they now have an additional downtown Louisville location, uh, but it looks like most of their Old Forester products come from Shively uh, still. And it's owned by Brown Foreman, who also owns um, Woodford Reserve and Jack Daniels. They also own a few scotches, like uh, Glendronic is owned by them, and I forget which, a few Canadian uh, whiskeys are owned by them, but they're a big conglomerate, but um, their big three um, this bourbon distilleries are the uh, Woodford, and I guess Jack Daniels wouldn't call themselves bourbon, uh, but yeah, Jack Daniels would be under there. Um, it is, the Old Forester bourbon is officially the longest running bourbon on the market. And uh, that's about 149 years running. 
that they've had this in especially bottle form. Uh, An Old Forester is notably the first bottled bourbon. Uh, That means that it was sold in sealed bottles and it was the first one to do that in the uh, whiskey or at least the bourbon world. Um, Started selling uh, these bottles around 1870 by a guy named uh, George Garvin Brown. Uh, who was one of the founders of Brown Foreman. And uh, and one of the things that they said, um, and one of the things that they like claimed that is special about their bottled bourbon is, first of all, their reasoning for bottling the bourbon itself. And they wanted to prove to customers as a sealed bottled bourbon that it was unadulterated and uh, didn't have any substitutions with other products. So they wanted to say, it's sealed, no one's messing with it, it's our stuff, and we're proud of it. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, in uh, this specific bottle, the 1870 original batch was first released as a special edition in 2015. And that's actually when I started uh, getting interested in this bottle. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, and I won't go into it too much until we taste it. Um, but it's the same mash bill as all the Old Foresters, uh, which is 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% malted barley. And so the thing is, like, if you look at, like, Buffalo Trace, for example, like, they have a few mash bills. Uh, for example, like, mash bill number one, number two, their weeded mash bill, their rye mash bill, and all these kind of things. Um, but Old Forester just has one mash bill, and it's for everything. Uh, whether it's the birthday bourbon or the standard 86 proof, um, all those ones, same mash bill. And the bottle is to commemorate when George Garvin Brown batched three different distilleries bourbon in 1870 and basically made like a quote small batch product um to maintain consistency and um excuse me um it had basically like this small batch kind of thing was for the for the biggest reason to to get like this product that tastes similar every time and that's basically where we get the small batch um process nowadays so it's nothing too special when they this release basically takes barrels from three different Old Forester, or at least Brown Foreman Shively, uh, warehouses on three different days of production and batches them. That's nothing special these days, but it's a commemoration of the first time that they claim was the first time of like small batching bourbon. Um, and it's likely around four to four and a half years, but it doesn't have an age statement. 90 proof. And uh, they've also released a few other special editions. There's the um, 1897, and that is the, quote, bottled and bond version. And basically the only big difference is it's 100 proof and it's bottled and bond by the regulations. Um, They also have the Old Forester 1910, the Old Fine Whiskey. Um, Caleb Olson, our good friend, actually, in his guest appearance in, like, the 53rd or 54th episode, um, he was, he actually, um, reviewed the, that whiskey, the 1910, um, one, and it's 93 proof and it's actually twice barreled. And that's the big difference there. And then the other big one in terms of the year, uh, line is the old Forester 1920. And that's the prohibition style. And the big difference there is it's 115 proof. Um, but the 1870, the one we're drinking today, was one of the first, or was the first of these releases. Um, Old Forester is also known to do their birthday bourbon releases, which are a yearly uh, release bourbon. And their 12-year, um, some of these are, like, fantastic. I've had one not too long ago. I want to say it was a 2013. 
Um, it was incredible. It tasted like frosting off of a birthday cake, which is not what they're going for. Uh, being quote birthday bourbon, it's basically a celebration of, uh, I think George Garvin Brown's birthday. Um, but he, but it's like that twelve year standard with that one. But it just tasted sweet and amazing. Um, uh, but I've had some that were like all right at best, in my opinion. Um, but basically, this one is a suggested retail of forty eight ninety nine. And that's all I got in terms of history. For some reason, my throat is extremely dry, so I'm going to take a little sip of water. <laughs> Super dry. I'm, like, dying. Yeah. Um, well, you you probably haven't had to talk that long in some time. Yeah, um, that's probably what it is. So the, the one time that I did a whiskey tasting at my apartment, Cole, and mm-hmm. you were there, somebody brought one of these. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember which one it was? It might have been this one. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't remember. think it was the other ones. I do remember whichever one it was that I really liked it. Yeah. This is, to before I even get into it, this is one of those bottles that I will introduce to someone who is new to whiskey, or at least new to bourbon, and I feel comfortable showing them this one before other ones. Right. But well. I'm going to pop it. Should, yeah, go ahead. This is a bottle kill for me. Dude, that was a that was a very deep blue plunk. I have already poured. I'm going to give it a sniff here. Yeah, 100% bottle kill right here. You probably oh, didn't even have a you're full You're killing the bottle. Yeah. Oh. Um, you probably didn't even have a full um pour in your sample bottle. Uh just about almost a full okay. one. Uh but to be able to have some for the infinity bottle, I did not pour uh, quite a big uh, pour for this. So, yeah, yeah, because I was running low on the bottle. It might might be a little oxid or oxidized, but we'll see. Notes um, you're getting off the nose. Scotch. I'm getting <sighs> scotch on the nose. Really? Yeah. In a like a dried fruit kind of way, or like a smoky kind of way. Yeah. That's probably a, a good note there, dried fruit. Really? Yeah, I'm getting um, fresh fruit a little bit on the nose for me. Oh, um, not me at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting like a little bit of pear, but that is a huge scotch note for me. And then and then the other main note I get uh, is just alcohol. Um, what proof did you say this was? 90. Sorry, I was sipping. <laughs> It's okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, my throat's well, everywhere today. Tell us what um, you think about the, the notes on the palate there. This reminds me of something. I'm getting getting apples. Um, a little bit of baked apples, but a little bit of fresh apples, which is kind of new. I usually get one or the other. Um, caramel, for sure. Um, but it's very sweet. I really like how sweet it is. And I really like, it's not overly sweet, but it's, um, yeah, there's, it's just a calmness to this one. I guess that's how I'd put it. That's, um, that's a very good note. Very calm. Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah, I like it. It's very sweet and just pleasant, but, um, nothing too sharp in any direction as I like to say. Right. I was, I was worried because, uh, I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper as my, you know, side drink here. Uh-huh. And 
I was worried because when I taste when I sipped that whiskey, I was kind of like, "Oh, has my Dr Pepper like really muted my taste buds?" Because I'm not there, nothing is super jumping out. Yeah. Uh, so to so to hear you say that, it just is confirmation that like, oh no, this is just the type of whiskey it is. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's a good thing. I mean, it's special in that way. Hmm. I'm gonna go for another sip. Yeah. Um. When I hit the back taste buds. It um, it suddenly is very scotchy, and and a good scotch is is it's not it's not the bad flavors that I don't like from scotch. Yeah, I sh- I shouldn't say bad flavors, just the flavors I don't like. But yeah, for sure. Um, it's also it's just not harsh at all. Like even I know it's only ninety proof. Um, first cold. Do you think we've had? M- more whiskeys that are closer or over a hundred proof than we have the ones that are under hundred proof. Oh, that's a good question. I want to say that we have slightly more that are under. Really? I I guess I guess it just seems that we have more because my my preference are the ones that are higher proof. For sure. Usually. Um. So this being ninety proof. Um. I guess I expected a little bit more of a bite. Uh, or harshness. Not that ninety proof is super high, but um, you know it's more than eighty proof. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like, there's just nothing. This is like, and I don't mean nothing in a negative way. I like this is just a whiskey that you can put in your mouth and just be like, oh, okay, this is good. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's one of the biggest reasons I like to show this to someone who's like, I don't know if I like whiskey yet, and they're just like trying to build up their. I don't know, appreciation, I guess. I would rather show somebody like that a whiskey that is higher proofed but super good and rich and sweet and teach them how to drink it properly so that True. they don't get burned. Because then that way, it, you know, it, it's. I look at it this way. When I learned how to drive, I learned how to drive uh, on a stick shift. Yeah. And that way, I knew that I could drive any car. I, I was set. Yeah. And I feel like with whiskey, I start people off with higher proof stuff because if they can learn to enjoy that, they can enjoy any whiskey. Sure. But I also don't want to scare people. Like, I got what you're saying. And if they can handle that whiskey, you're right. They could probably handle anything. But, like, I also don't want to get those people that are like, "Ah, I still don't like whiskey. And then they, like, never try it again because they're scared of it. Yeah, but I guess we're not going to agree on this. And that's fine. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I think that there is more to enjoy in a higher proof whiskey than there is in something like this. Not again, not that this is not enjoyable, yeah. but when you walk somebody through, uh, the proper technique to drink a hot whiskey, you know, for the first yeah. time and talk them through, uh, how to access those notes and, and things like that. I think that people get more enjoyment out of suddenly going, "Oh my gosh, I do I do taste pancakes or I do taste whatever strange note that you might have." I think that people get so much enjoyment out of that that they're like, "Okay, I've been so wrong about this even though I might might like my mouth might burn a little bit, like I need to give this a, more of a shot and because there's more than just whiskey taste in this. There there are other things that I can get." Yeah. No, I think that's a good idea. And I think, like, if I were to even adjust my method of of showing someone whiskey, I think I would still start with, like, something like this. And then, like, immediately after, be like, let's try some stag or something like that or, like, some stag junior or something. 
Yeah. True. I I need to. I had no idea that Stag Junior is hard was hard to get. Mm-hmm. I like I I see people posting all the time on uh, the the Speakeasy page on Facebook uh, that like it's impossible to find. I'm like I see it all the time, or at least I did. I haven't seen it in a yeah. while, but anyway, I dropped I dropped a water in there, a drop of water, and I I was nervous to drop water in here because it's already so mellow. Yeah, I I think I did as well, and I just took a sip, and um, it is it is fruitier and brighter to me, and not in a dilution way that you would think of like diluted. I don't. It doesn't feel diluted. It feels more um, just bright and more fruity to me. I really like it. Actually, I didn't expect to like it as much as I do. Killed it for me. Oh really? Yeah, I'm gonna drop a Cuban. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Me drop too. of water um, added uh, not quite a metallic-y taste that we sometimes talk about, but yeah, it added, uh, I don't know, it it definitely changed it significantly to me, and it, it just wasn't as great, so. Yeah. Ooh, um, did I tell you that we our mortgage got approved and we're moving in next week? Oh, congrats, man! That's we're awesome. Closing next week. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're stoked. So when is uh when so when you close, you get the keys that day, yeah. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then when do you think you'll start moving in? We will start moving in on um the twenty sixth of October. So we're getting friends to help us out, and we'll be all moved in then. Yeah, sorry, man. I I uh I am busy that day, so uh yeah, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure you got things to do. It's all good. <laughs> No big deal. I uh so uh real quick, we'll get into this in a second, but I'm gonna taste it with this cube. Uh the nose is almost gone, just so you know. Yeah, it's muted. Ooh, the ice brought it back to life for me. Really? Yeah. Try this. It's much more fruity. Um it's pretty refreshing actually this way. Mm-hmm. Which can be hard to do for a bourbon. Yeah, this has suddenly become a lawn mowing day sipper. Uh, yeah. So, I think honestly, across the board for me, um, neat water ice, they're all pleasant. They're all like and good finish too. Not like in my opinion, like this metallic-y or bitter finish. I think they're all well, great. I think you're wrong because I just got one of the most bitter finishes I've ever had. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I just talked with my mouth full of whiskey again. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. At least you didn't have a Tide Pod full of whiskey in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I was going to say was um, I uh, I hate moving. I hate packing up boxes. I hate carrying furniture and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't love painting uh, like a room and things like that. Uh, I, uh, uh, sorry, I just got distracted. Um, so uh, when people like, like people that I know if they're moving or if they need help painting, I, I will say no. And I, and I am unapologetic at the no. Um, but I live by a certain code. Uh, and so I, I will never ask people for help with those things. I'll do them myself because it, it, would totally be unfair of me for to sure. uh to ask for that help. Ashley hates it. 
um, that I'm that way. She thinks it's it's uh, a rude thing that I won't do that. And I and I would agree with her, except for the fact that I then don't ask other people for help. Um, and this goes so far that uh, you know Ashley's parents live on a lake, so they have a pier. Yeah, and I don't go help take the pier out, and I don't go help put it in. But I also very rarely walk out on the pier in the summer because I, I, <laughs> I it would be extremely rude of me to not take help, advantage, but yeah. but then take advantage of it. So mm. uh, I I live by a code, my friend, and that code is <laughs> don't help and don't ask for help. <laughs> yeah, that's like um, that's like like taking the phrase like you know do to others as you would want done to you, but it's like don't do to others as you don't do to you or something i don't know right right don't ask others what you don't do for them yeah yeah so um what what did you think with the ice in there did you already talk about that yeah i like it all the way across the board i think it's great that's right that's right i don't think it's like Uh, blow my mind good but it's like very quality whiskey in my opinion right i think i think that um you know what i would be really uh comfortable with this uh particular Mm -hmm. whiskey I would be comfortable saying, you know what? I'm going to use a pretty decent whiskey to make a mixed drink, not a cocktail, a mixed drink. Yeah. Uh, um, I think it would be perfectly fine in a cocktail. I'm just saying this is about the the highest level of whiskey that I wouldn't have any um, certain feelings about putting it, mixing it with Coke, basically. Yeah, uh, for I'd sure. be like, yeah, you know what? I want an extra good uh, whiskey Coke. That's and a good point. so I'm going to use this. But uh, yeah. you're right. It, it's not mind-blowing by any means, but it's certainly not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So. And for $49, um, it might be worth getting. I would I would put this on a, on a little less, I mean, not as good a value as like Eagle Rare. Um, but I mean, um, it's, it's not good. even as good a value as Buffalo Trace. For sure, for sure. But it's reliable. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good so, one. What I do you think, think as far as a rating goes? Yeah, I want to give it a s- high 7 range. I'll give it a 7.85. Wow, that I'll is more a, than I thought you would say. Oh, really? No, I like it. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, I would give it a like it, not love it, but on the higher end of like it. Yeah. I, I you know, I... I I always forget what your give run down your your number rating for me again. Um you mean like the the word rating? No, your number rating. Like how I would define a 6. Yeah, no, so like, you know, for me, 1 through 3 is like, eh, this is not great. 4 through 6 is like, yeah, all right. And then 7 through 10 is like, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, so mine is 9 range is like fantastic. Like blow my mind good. Uh, eight range is like very good like like um i don't know like something that i would drink anytime happily and it's a treat um and then i would say like six to seven range is or like six to eight like you know up to eight um would be good and like very drinkable and like i like it um okay stop right there then yeah stop right there that's what i needed because you said 7.8 or something like that yeah. Yeah, so that's about where I'm at, but I would I would call that a 6. I okay, I was yeah. right at a 6 for this where it's just like, yeah, okay, this is good. I would drink this. 
Um, but you know, once once I get past that six, it's more like it becomes more like, yes, I'm buying this every time I see it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for me, so. under six is like bad. Right. Right. Yeah. You have a very weird range. <laughs> yeah. Your your ranges are so weirdly defined, my friend. Yeah. No. No. They're they're coal only ranks. Right. Right. Um, what about you? Um, do you know what we're drinking next week? Well, what did you rate it? Oh, did you? I said a six. I said okay, a six. I gotcha. Um, yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, we could do... Uh, what are some of the ones you have over there? Do you, can you see the some of the ones of samples that the courier sent? Oh my gosh, Cole. You're making me work. Talk, because I got to lean away from the mic to look. I'm talking. Talking deep. Talking. Oh, so I, I wanted to mention last week you were talking to Michael about uh, depression stuff, and I just loved it because me and you, like, we just completely understand what it's like. And, like, you mentioned how, like, sometimes you just, your depression is like a friend who's just like, come on down, man. We'll have some, we'll have a good time together. Um, right. And uh, he just didn't understand that at all. And I was thinking, there's this, I probably even mentioned it on the podcast before, but there's this, uh, line from um, a song of uh, uh, the Smashing Pumpkins, and it's zero, and um, and there's a there's a portion where he says, "Intoxicated with the madness," and he goes, "I'm in love with my sadness," and the end was more of a nasally Billy Corgan sound, sure, but I was just I always related to that line of just like I'm in love with my sadness when I was depressed, yeah, right, yeah, um. I, I relate in a big way, as as our <laughs> listeners know if they listen to the episode. Um, yeah. So I don't like any of the simple samples that I have. You don't like any? I I should I don't mean that I don't like them like they taste bad or anything. I just mean I, for the sh- they're all they're all bourbon except one is a scotch. Yeah. So what do we, what do we, we have that uh, the oak eye? If I have that or sample that the courier sent from you. Yeah, but that's bourbon again, man. Oh, for sure. That's my so point. So what are our like, other options? Let me uh well, do you have anything else that I've sent to you? Um, I don't think so. I think you need to send a few things. Alright, so the last we have done So the last six episodes, excluding last week, which wasn't really like a regular episode, we did uh-huh. the Knob Creek bourbons. We did the Glenn Grant, the mm-hmm. Van Winkle, the uh, then you did the interview with Brandon of Bourbon yep. Charity, then we did Elijah Craig, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, and the Sweet Wheat. So, yep. I mean that's basically all bourbon except for one was the, we need a the Scotch. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know what? I am gonna I, I I'm gonna get the courier over here this week okay. and uh, and get some stuff out to you with him. Um, and cool. we'll, we'll go off of that. Um, I think, uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to review the rye that the whiskey or that the distillery, uh, Ooh. sent us a bottle of. Yeah. Um, so we can go ahead. I don't know if we've ever revealed the distillery, but it's a Great Lakes distillery out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, yeah. um, they uh they have a a couple of whiskeys called Still and Oak, 
which is mm-hmm. uh, th- their like brand of part of their label, I guess. Uh, but they have a straight rye under that label, and they also have a uh, a bourbon under that label. Um, so Great Lakes Distillery Still and Oak Straight Rye Whiskey. That's what we're gonna have next week. And Cole, my uh, my headphones are dying, so I got to switch to the phone. So you go ahead and talk. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, I don't think we've ever actually mentioned that it was the Great Lakes Distilling. Um, but I'm pretty excited for those. And I guess we have three of them, so that'll no, add no. up to we nice. Have, we have two. Okay. Yeah, they two. they have more they have more um whiskey spirits. and they have more spirits and stuff. Yeah. Um but they what they gave to us were the still and oak rye and the still and oak bourbon. Oh cool. I'm down for that. Yeah, that'll be good. And then, and then the other uh-huh. thing that uh, one of some of the other stuff I'm going to send you, um, I got to actually confirm everything that I have to send with the courier, but I've got that new riff uh, bottled and bond rye. Oh, that's right. Uh, that I got for my birthday. And um, I know for sure I got a scotch from a friend who was also traveling around Europe and he brought back a scotch for me. Yeah, so I gotta send you that. Mm-hmm. That's that Hartwood, yeah. Um, and then I, th- I want to say there's a couple more that I actually do need to send you. Oh, you know what I do need to send you um, is the Blantons that I have. That's Ooh, the barrel yeah. pick because mm-hmm. you, the courier, brought me some Blantons from you, and I think we kind of gotta compare those because I've got a barrel pick and and yours was just standard. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um. But yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing next week. And uh, Cole, before we get to Whiskey World News, we are running just a little bit behind, but you want to update us at all about Bourbon Charity? Um, I don't know if you have no. any updates. I, I, just, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, just, I just figured I'd ask since we're, we've been working with them pretty closely and, and you're kind oh, of yeah, the one yeah. on the field. Oh, I get what yeah, yeah. So uh, Bourbon Charity, we're going to start, I'm working with Brandon and we're going to start doing a video series pretty soon. Uh, we're gonna be doing like a um, a sweet sixteen bracket of sixteen bourbons under between like twenty and thirty bucks. Uh, so we have Very them all cool. lined up, and we're probably gonna start in the next week or so, um, uh, putting them out on uh, not only YouTube but Instagram and all those. So it'll be super fun. Um, Did you get, we'll all get all some... your audio stuff figured out with that? Yeah, we got some roads. Um, uh, mics, and so they're gonna be they're gonna be awesome. And, Did you get uh, those the wireless ones? No, we got we got um standalone. What are they called? Not uh, condenser mics. Standalone condenser mics that we'll keep on the um, counter. Yeah, and yep. we'll kind of talk through it. So it'll be good. Good, very cool. Well, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing that, and w- we will be sure to share that uh, on our pages when when they oh, come sure. out, so that more people can see them. Um, Cole, I am running a little bit behind. Do you happen to know what time it is? Is it time for Whiskey World News? That's right. It's time for Whiskey World News. All right. Here on Chill Filtered, the the favorite little portion of the show. I again I don't know why I say I have I feel bad every time I say that, Cole, because it like it implies that nobody likes your part of the show. But that's not true at all. 
That's right. It is the best part. This is just the favorite part. Um, <laughs> uh, on this part of the show, on Whiskey World News, we uh, we take an article that we find online that's about whiskey. We share the uh, website that we got it from, the title of the article, and we always want to credit the author as well. We don't ever want to take any of that credit. But we, we read it, and then we discuss it. And, uh, and uh, yeah, you heard me at the beginning of the show ask if you're ready to get high on whiskey. And uh, this article is going to be about that a little bit. It's coming from thewhiskeywash.com. The title of the article is A Hemp-Based Whiskey-Style Spirit Emerges in Connecticut. And it's by none other than our favorite author, Nino Nino. Marchetti. That's right. All right, so here it is. Uh, Hemp is something one is seeing increasingly everywhere in new products to market since it was legalized for commercial use not too long ago by the federal government. It was thus inevitable that some distilleries would begin exploring ways to try and add it to the mash bill of whiskeys somehow. And now, one of the first out of the gate in this regard seems to be Sono 1420 a Connecticut-based distillery created by the former CEO of Curaleaf and COO of Curio Wellness. The new hemp-based, uh, I'm sorry, the new hemp seed-based whiskey-like spirit, officially labeled as spirit distilled from grains and hemp seed and finished in oak barrels because of the hemp seed presence, from Sono 1420, according to those behind them, do not consider constitute the majority of the mash bill for the two expressions currently bottled. Okay, great. As those at the distillery explain it, by experimenting with this nutritious grain in our recipes, we have developed bourbon and rye mash bills that perfectly balance traditional whiskey grains like corn, rye, wheat, and barley, with hemp seed to create delicious hemped whiskeys unlike any spirits in the market. Keeping this in mind, here is information on the two releases Sono 1420 recently unveiled that were distilled from grains and hemp seed and finished in oak barrels. The first one is the 1420 BBN. Most people would call this bourbon, but the federal government won't let us because it contains hemp seed. Our mash bill, like many whiskeys, is compromised of 75% corn, 15% rye, and 10% milled hemp seed. The nose on this spirit is unexpected, considering the mash bill. Light and floral, suggestive suggestive of honeysuckle with hints of dried fruit. Particularly, well, I can't speak. Particularly cherries. On the palate, all the vanilla, cinnamon, and honey expected of a bourbon whiskey are present. But instead of trailing off into the usual extended syrupy butterscotch caramel finish, the journey continues down towards some interesting nutty flavor characteristics. Sounds like a Jim Beam product. Another (sighs) contribution of the ground hemp seed. And then the 1420 hemped rye whiskey, made from 75% rye, 15% corn, and 10% hemp seed. This spirit exhibits pepper on the nose with a faint and elusive honey undertone. On the palate, the characteristic bite of rye has been softened softened to a nibble, allowing flavors of pepper and cinnamon honey to spring forth, pursued by marzipan and dried fruits in the finish. For all its intrigue, this is a rye drinker's rye, a day-in, day-out, easy-sipping whiskey. 
No pricing information was immediately available for these releases, which are limited to just Connecticut distribution right now. And, as far as the name of the distillery goes, it is a nod to the state Senate's 14 to 20 vote against alcohol prohibition in 1919, which I actually think that's pretty cool. As an aside, it will be interesting to see how products like this gain traction in a generally already very crowded whiskey marketplace. Will consumers try them for the wow factor as there is hemp in there? Will there be a rush of these types of bottlings or will this be something that is more of a very niche product? Time will tell. So, uh, it, you know, it's not it's not a whiskey that's going to get you quote unquote high. I, I bring that up because hemp and marijuana are tied together. Hemp is a, a cannabis product. It's, it's you know, things like that. Um, and so I, I think this is interesting and I think this is the first step that we're going to see in something that I think is going to be a very hot commodity for a very very short time. Basically the equivalent of a one-hit wonder. But I think we're going to start seeing uh, uh, THC whiskeys. So whiskeys with THC in it um, yeah. that will get you high. Uh, I don't think those whiskeys will last, but I think as marijuana uh, becomes more and more legal and more and more commonplace, you're going to see it obviously everywhere. But I think one of the biggest markets that people are looking at right now is are um, infusing it in alcoholic beverages like whiskey, like beer, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what do you think? I think I think it was cool of them to not just like flavor it, um, but to add it to the mash bill. I thought that was like super cool that they weren't. Yeah, they weren't just like adding like like uh, like cannabis oil or something like that, or like some sort of hemp right. oil. Um, they were like incorporating it as if it were like an actual bourbon or an actual rye, which, um, you know, is a bummer. They couldn't get that uh, approved by the federal government, but I respect that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause, um, I would love to somehow get, get it, you know, and try it yeah. on the show. It sounds like that's going to be pretty difficult. Um, and you know, it sounds like, I, I don't know. Do we call it? I mean, do we call this a whiskey or do we call it a whiskey-like spirit? I mean, it seems like they are calling it a whiskey-like spirit. I mean, I would call it whiskey. Uh, I wouldn't call it bourbon. If if I mean, you got to really make that that. I don't know. Like, do you call it a grain if it's hemp seed? Um, right. But well, I, I mean, do yeah, think. I yeah. guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I would call it a whiskey. I don't know. I mean, it's it's sort of grain, sort of, but it's yeah, it's it's weird. Now, let me ask you this. Um, so, obviously, this whiskey doesn't have the active or the psychoactive ingredient of THC, uh, the thing yeah. that actually gets you high. Would yeah. you try a whiskey that has THC in it? I wouldn't, no. I, I wouldn't. I'm not, a, I'm not a pot guy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not either, but... Um, yeah. I mean, I uh, to, to be honest with you, I, I would uh, I would have no problem smoking pot. I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't see any difference between taking a few puffs of marijuana and having a cocktail or two. I think it's yeah. pretty pretty much the same thing. My only reason that I have not uh, partaken in any form of marijuana is because I'm a gun owner and I and I enjoy shooting guns and going to oh. a range. And if you buy a gun, you sign a form that asks if you've done any illegal drugs. And uh-huh. I, I don't lie. And uh, I, I don't lie so much that even signing a form that says I haven't done this, that, yeah. that would seem like a huge lie to me. 
Um, so that being said, when when it happens that it becomes federally legal uh, yeah. to to partake in marijuana, I will one hundred percent partake in marijuana. <laughs> yeah. So so that you can not I, lie anymore, <laughs> or not 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 have to feel like you would lie if that happened. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like when me and Ashley went to Washington and we went to Seattle, you know, it's legal there, and we were like, yeah, okay, we'll we'll go get some because it's legal. And then I remembered that federally it's not, and I would still have oh, to be a liar. Sure. Yeah. Um, do you have do you have a moral uh, objection to marijuana? You know, it's something I need to think about more. Uh, it's the illegality that does get me now, um, or right. illegality, I guess. Um, if it did become legal, I would have to really think about it. I do know that, you know, it's 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 not that much different than like prohibition. Um, but I would I would definitely need to like think about it because you know I. I don't know. I, I I guess I was raised like that's a terrible thing, um, but the legality thing is what gets me right now. But I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we're both church guys, but you know, the yeah. difference is I grew up with a pastor dad who my entire life encouraged me to try LSD. So yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I. So a quick aside, and then we can end here because we are going long. Yeah. Uh, I. I am interested in the. Um, just like everybody would say, the medicinal properties of marijuana For sure. uh, or cannabis, um, particularly as someone who is depressed, there is yeah. there is evidence to show that marijuana can can affect people differently. Uh, typically, somebody who is hyper or or like not depressed and just is generally always in a good mood, uh, marijuana can be a depressant, and and not that they get depressed from it, but that it brings them down. And yeah. then there's evidence to suggest that people who do deal with depression and who are generally more mellow or whatever, uh, that marijuana can actually act as a boost and like bring them out of huh. depression and and make yeah. them have more energy. So that is very intriguing to me, and I would love to see how it affects me. Uh, so again, when when it's federally legal, I will uh, I will be sure to report back. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. Um. So what did we say? We're, oh yeah, the the uh, the Great Lakes Distillery Still Oak is what it's called. Uh, it's the straight rye. That's what we're drinking next week. Cole, any last words? Nah. Grateful. Uh, grateful for you listeners out there. Grateful for you, Adam. Hey, I'm grateful for you, Cole, and I'm so glad that you and Heather had a had a great time out there in Europe, uh, just being you know stupid American tourists. <laughs> great. <laughs> all right, listeners, we will see you next time. Hope that your uh, your coming week goes well, and most of all, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. Mm-hmm.